0: I'm going back to listen to a podcast. Wait, wait. Is this real? Yes. Okay, then wait. I apologize. Okay? I appreciate that, but I have to go listen to a podcast. Come on. You don't have to listen to that podcast. You don't have to. Listen to the movie, loot. I can't. Why? Because it is exhausting. Listening to you is like listening to a Stairmaster. (gasps) Listen, you are probably going to be a very successful podcaster. But you're going to go through life thinking that people don't listen to the movie loot because you're a film nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true. It'll be because you're an asshole. Hello looters! Welcome to the Movie Loot. This is special episode 19 the special episodes that come out every other month where the loot is a specific scene I love from a film I love. I take that scene, break it apart, analyze it, and see why it works. And if this is a special episode number one for you, know that there are 18 more before it, so feel free to go back and check previous ones we've done on everything and anything from scenes from Seven, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Alien, When Harry Met Sally, Face Off, Mulholland Drive, Shawshank Redemption, and many more. Latest one we did was on LA Confidential, where I focused on the final shootout at the Victory Motel, as well as the events that led the main characters there. I love it. So since it's been a fincher month for me and the podcast, having guest on an episode of Sonic Cinema on the game and doing my own Fincher loot a couple of days ago, I thought it would be fitting to do a Fincher film for this special episode. So I went with The Social Network. This is an interesting choice for me to dive into because if you heard the Fincher loot or if we talk about Fincher before, you probably know that this is far from my favorite Fincher film. Which is weird since my regular day job is in IT, but anyway, I like it a lot, but I'm not as enamored with it as a lot of people who hold it as one of the best of the decade. However, the scene I want to talk about is one I've seen several times. I've gone back to it on YouTube just for how well acted, written, and shot it is, and it's the scene with the final confrontation between Eduardo Saberín and Mark Zuckerberg. Now be warned, like all my special episodes, this will be an in-depth discussion, so the film will be spoiled. If you still haven't seen the social network, then go check it out. It is currently streaming free on Paramount+, Plus, but it's also available for rent on many streaming services. So let's begin. They need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun, and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles. I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. site so got 2,200 hits within two hours? thousand. 22,000 this idea is potentially worth millions of dollars millions he stole our website they're saying we stole the facebook i know what it says. so did we a million dollars isn't cool you know what's cool a billion dollars you're going to get left behind it's moving faster when than any of can us ever imagined get left left behind. let's sue him in federal court i can't wait to stand over your shoulder and what you write as a check if you guys were the inventors of facebook that to Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on Did you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! This is our time. You're being accused of intentionally breaching security, violating copyrights, violating individual privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges, I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. I'm sorry? Yes. I don't understand. Which part? So to set things up, The Social Network is an American biographical drama film directed by David Fincher. It was written by Aaron Sorkin and is based on the novel The Accidental Billionaires by Ben Mezrich. This was Fincher's eighth film after The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Zodiac. It was a critical and commercial success, grossing $224.9 million against a $40 million budget. It received almost unanimous acclaim from critics and received eight Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. And it ended up winning Best Adapted Screenplay, Editing, and Score. The film, which is set in the early 2000s, is about the founding of Facebook and focuses on the clashes between its co-founder and current CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, played by Jesse Eisenberg, and his partner, Eduardo Sabrin, played by Andrew Garfield. The film uses a non-linear approach as it goes back and forth between these early events and a legal deposition dealing with the eventual aftermath of their clash, which boiled over in a climatic confrontation at Facebook headquarters, and that's the scene I want to talk about. So to analyze that scene, I'm going to talk about five things. Number one, the setup. First thing I'm going to say is that I'm going to talk about the events on the film. At the end of the episode, I will address some of its alleged similarities and differences with the real-life events. But what I will be discussing is the events from the film. And the film uses this legal deposition as a framework for all the previous events that led to Saberín suing Zuckerberg. They both founded Facebook while they were in college, along with other friends and roommates. From the beginning, it was established that Saberin was handling the business side, after all, he was majoring in economics, while Zuckerberg was handling the programming side, after all, he was majoring in computer science. So it would seem that this was a perfect pairing. But as the company grew, Saberin and Zuckerberg found themselves in opposing sides more and more and more. One of the biggest issues was Zuckerberg's hiding of Sean Parker, played by Justin Timberlake, something which Saberin never warmed up to leading to constant friction between them, which the scene neatly plays with. The scene starts at the moment when he finds out that his shares in the company were diluted from 34% to 0.03%, essentially pushing him out of the company. First I thought he was joking, giving me more contracts to sign. But then I started reading. What is this? Well, uh, as you know, we had some new investors that have come. What is this? And as this happens, Fincher goes back and forth between what happens in the office and the deposition, which leads me to my second point the direction. Fincher is a master director, no doubt about it, and he makes a couple of great choices here to start the scene. First, for the most part, he keeps the camera outside of the room where Saberin is informed of the stock issue. So even though you can't hear the nameless legal guy explanation, you can see Saberin's face and wonder what is going through his mind. But then the point of view changes to Sabarin as he looks outside to the office bullpen and focuses on Zuckerberg, who is typing away in his computer. And as he's about to walk to him, Fincher starts with the camera on the Facebook logo on the floor and moves up to Sabarin as he pushes both doors and walks defiantly towards Mark. It's such a great tracking shot as it follows him. Mr. Saber. Mark! Mark! He's wired in. Sorry. He's wired in. Is he? Yes. How about now, you still wired in? Call security. You wish for 24 million new shares of stock. This is one of those great moments when you know shit is going down while everybody else is unaware of it. As Sabrin approaches Mark, Sean tells him his wire, his coding, but Sabrin just goes on grabs his computer and slams it on the desk. It's such a great moment of anger that, you know, has been bubbling for a while now. And as Sabrin confronts Mark, Fincher puts the camera behind Mark, who is sitting down, but looking up, so Sabrin looks taller and towering. Sean, on the other hand, is usually shot here at some distance or to the side, kind of like a hint that he's not fully part of the equation. Sabrin then starts questioning Mark about the stock issue, which leads me to my third point, the performances. All of the performances in this film are great. Garfield is such a great actor, I don't know if he gets enough credit for it, but he is. When the film goes back to the deposition, he is answering the questions about how his shares were diluted, but not the shares of everybody else. And you can see the frustration on his face, but it's a tired and years-long frustration. The way he delivers each answer is so simple yet so good. You issued twenty-four million new shares of stock. You were told that if new investors came along, how much were your shares diluted? How much were his? What was Mr. Zuckerberg's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Mr. Moskowitz's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Sean Parker's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. What was Peter Thiel's ownership share diluted down to? It wasn't. And what was your ownership share diluted down to? 0.03%. But when the scene moves back to the office, the anger and frustration are fresh, and he's letting it all out, all in such a great way. Meanwhile, Eisenberg shows Zuckerberg as a bit scared and not that confident. John is more of a weasel and Timberlake is great in it. The coffee mug in his hand is a nice touch, but the way he constantly teases Sabrina with his comments and replies, it's priceless. You signed the papers. You set me up. You're going to blame me because you were the business head of the company and you made a bad business deal with your own company. It's is going to be like I'm not a part of Facebook. It won't be like you're not a part of Facebook. You're not a part of Facebook. My name's on the masthead. You might want to check again. It's because I froze the account? You think we were going to let you parade around in your ridiculous suits pretending you were running this company? Sorry, my Pradas and the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip-flops, you pretentious Mm -hmm. douchebag. Security's here. You'll be leaving now? I'm not signing those papers. We will get the signature. Garfield's Prada line is great, but it's interesting how they are using his business side against him when that was precisely what he was there to do. He was there to handle the business side. And how he pretty much refuses to address or look at Parker goes back to that friction I was mentioning before. He stays focused on Zuckerberg, and it's obvious that Mark is not the best at handling these confrontations. But then he brings up the Phoenix, and what could be the reasons for Zuckerberg to do this? Which leads me into my fourth point, which I've titled The Quest. The quest refers to Zuckerberg's whole quest to create Facebook, his main drive and focus, why he does what he does. And Saberin brings up the fact that he might have done it because Mark resented that he got into the Phoenix, which might lead to the film's thesis that Facebook was more of an outlet for Zuckerberg's social insecurities than about anything else. Was it about the Phoenix? Was it about the girl that broke with him in the opening scene? Tell me this isn't about me getting into the Phoenix. I knew you did it. You planted that story about the chicken. I didn't plant the story about the chicken. What's he talking about? you had me accused of animal cruelty. Seriously, what the hell's the chicken? And I'll bet what you hated the most is that they identified me as a co-founder of Facebook, which I am. You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. The thing about the chicken is a story that appeared in a Harvard newspaper attempting to discredit Saberin, but in this moment, he realizes that it might have been Mark himself, the one that put it up. But something that the film does here as well is to show that, as much as Sean liked to posture himself as the one who had the upper hand, he really didn't know everything about this relationship. Again, he's not fully part of the equation, and the fact that he was ousted in the next scene or two is proof of that. Oh, and his little flinch game with Saberin? I love that. Get him out of here. It's okay. I'm going. Hang on. Almost forgot. Here's your nineteen thousand dollars. I wouldn't cash it though. I drew it on the account you froze. I like sitting next to you, Sean. Makes me look so tough. But back to the quest. Something that me and Richard Dyer were commenting on our Fincher loot, and which seems to be a common thread in Fincher films, is how these men, his main characters, usually get caught up in this obsessive quest the founding of Facebook, the capture of a serial killer, the purpose of a game, and they do this much to the detriment of the people around them, and even themselves and their souls. And Richard said how sometimes these quests were ultimately pointless, to which I questioned, was this because the quest was pointless in and of itself, or because the quest is finished and he has nowhere else to go now? He reached the peak. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about. This leads me to my final point, the aftermath. Now I'm going to step into the real life part of the story, at the end of the day, Zuckerberg and Saberin reached a settlement for an undisclosed amount while also signing a non-disclosure agreement. Savarin has gone on to found a successful investment company called B Capital, while Zuckerberg continues to lead Facebook and continues to be a billionaire. Both of them have denied or brushed away the events portrayed on the film as fiction, Zuckerberg, the real one, has said that he was quote-unquote hurt by some of the things shown in the film, which he said were made up, while Sabrin has said he has no hard feelings towards Mark, that he has only good things to say about him, and that he would never throw a laptop at someone, not even Mark, end quote. At some point after the film's release, I remember reading a letter that screenwriter Adam Sorkin wrote to Zuckerberg. I just couldn't find it when I was researching for this episode. But he was basically praising him for his charitable endeavors and sort of apologizing for the way he was portrayed. However, in recent years, he was very critical of how Zuckerberg and Facebook were handling lies and misinformation from politicians on the website. So even though we can't deny that the film is, after all, fiction, I think it does shed a light in the obsessions of people to do something and to ultimately connect to someone. And I think that's a Fincher thread that you can see in all his films. So those are my thoughts on that excellent scene from The Social Network, a scene that I think is big feature and a highlight for all of the actors involved, but especially Garfield. He's so good. As usual, I asked my friends on Twitter to share their thoughts on the social network, favorite scenes, anything, and this is what I got. Chauncey Tales at Big Sean64 said, One of my favorites is the Winkleboss twins meeting Larry Summers. It's so damn funny. And Mark Zuckerberg stole that idea. I understand. And I'm asking what you want me to do about it. Well, sir. In the Harvard Student Handbook, which is distributed to each freshman, under the heading Standards of Conduct in the Harvard Community, it says the college expects all students to be honest and forthcoming in their dealings with members in this community. Students are required to respect public and private ownership and instances of theft, misappropriation... and Yes, sir. Punch me in the face. Go ahead. Or unauthorized use will result in disciplinary action including the requirement to withdraw from the college. You memorize that instead of doing what? I love that scene. Josh from your next favorite movie said, after all these years, I still haven't pulled the trigger and watched this one. The People at Movies and Us podcast said, the whole movie is so good, but it's hard to top that opening scene. The dialogue is so rhythmic and engaging and sets the pace and tone of the entire film. And I replied to them and I told them, you basically know all you need to know about Mark with this scene. It's so good. Jerry Sarabia at Jerry at the movie said, I wish I liked it a lot more than I did. Zuckerberg is so aloof and uninteresting, despite Jesse Eisenberg, that I had a hard time getting involved. A mixed response by me. I'll take Blackberry over this film any day. And as I've said, I might agree to a certain extent. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the film, but I think this scene is definitely a highlight. And my friend Tim Dougherty said, I've heard Fincher say that despite the name, Zodiac is an serial killer movie. but about journalism? So the question is, if the social network isn't about Facebook or Zuckerberg, then what is it really about? And I replied to him something that me and Richard Dye commented on our Fincher Loot episode. And it's the thing that most of Fincher films focus on isolated people that are obsessed with something. And I think that's what we get from the social network, a focus on an isolated and obsessed man with something and the toll that takes on him and the people around So thanks to everybody for sharing their thoughts. If you want to listen to more special episodes, stay tuned for our next one in a couple of months. And if you just want to hear me talk about movies, then check out any of our latest episodes. If you like Fincher, there's our episode 90, The Fincher Loot, where me and writer Richard Dyer talk about his work and career. Before that, there's episode 86, The Disappointing Loot, where me and Sean from Review It Yourself talk about our most disappointing film experiences. In between those, there are episodes solo and a couple of episodes with Darren Lucas from Movie Reviews 101 talking about films we've seen, so there's definitely a lot to check out if you haven't already. Also, stay tuned for more regular episodes, which usually come twice every month, but keep checking the timeline because we're more or less settling after a pretty frantic release schedule in the summer. Finally, if you like this breakdown and have any thoughts to share, look me up on Twitter at my personal account at TIFCGT or the podcast account at TMML2021. If you're on Blue Sky already, the podcast is at The Movie Loot and me at TIFCGT. Be it here or there, we always love getting feedback from people. Let us know what you thought of the episode, but also share it with others so more people can join us in the loot. Now that the episode is over, this film nerd is gonna stay here hitting the refresh button until I see that some of you listen, because I'm that insecure and desperate for attention. See ya!